When you have a station called WWWW or WKBW or WDWB, it's very difficult to stand out. So if you have a catchy melody, that's much better. And uh, people will remember you by the combination of your call letters and the catchy jingle melody. Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this evening's show, we're going to celebrate three birthdays, those of Esther Walker, Billy Basquette, and the United States Navy will also go away on some musical journeys. Last week, October 18th, marked the birth in 1894 in Louisville, Kentucky of Esther Thomas to William Grace Thomas and Gabriella Cameron, affectionately known as Ella. Most biographies say that at the beginning of her career, she adopted the stage name of Esther Walker, but when she was 18, she married Eugene Helm Walker on August 21st, 1912 in Jeffersonville, Indiana, so, apparently Esther Walker was her married name and not specifically a stage name. On April 7, 1920, Esther married Carl Hoblitzel, but Eugene Walker didn't die until 1938, so he and Esther must have gotten divorced, although I couldn't find any specific information to that effect. Esther Walker appeared on Broadway at the Winter Garden Theater in the production of Monte Cristo Jr., where she played Daisy and reportedly stole the show. Monte Cristo Jr., described as a musical extravaganza in two acts, opened on February 12, 1919 and ran for 254 performances. Three days after that show closed, Esther stepped in as a replacement for Aunt Kitty in the Broadway show Hello Alexander, where she sang a song called Why Are Chickens So High, which might explain why the show closed after just 56 performances at the 44th Street Theater. Esther's second husband, Carl St. John Hublitzel, was born in 1879 in St. Louis. After working on the family farm, in a soap factory, and in real estate, he worked at the Louisiana Purchase Exposition, informally known as the St. Louis World's Fair. In 1905, Hublitzel and his brother George founded the Interstate Theaters Company in Missouri, which operated 160 vaudeville and subsequently movie theaters in Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, Arkansas, and Kansas, which incorporated a number of innovations. In 1951, he sold the company to United Paramount, now part of the Walt Disney Company. In 1942, Carl and Esther established the Hoblitzel Foundation, which still thrives today. Esther Walker recorded for Victor from 1919 to 1920, and for Brunswick from 1925 to 27, producing a total of 32 sides. 
including You Gotta Know How to Love and It Made You Happy When You Made Me Cry. Esther Thomas Walker Hoblitzel died of pancreatic cancer in Dallas on July 28, 1943, and is buried in the Bellefontaine Cemetery in St. Louis, Missouri. She left the bulk of her estate to the foundation, but she left us with the following three Brunswick records, courtesy of pianist and sheet music collector extraordinaire Alex Hassan. In the parlor, Lovey Joe and Evelyn, they both were devilin' one Sunday night. Keep your voice away down low, said Evelyn. Put that soft pedal on, someone's inside. Whisper, shh, be careful, dear. Whisper, shh, someone is near. Let your eyes say just what you mean. Don't be blue, dear. You know I'm not that green, just whisper, and I'll understand. Maybe I've heard it before, but if it's something dear that I shouldn't hear, then whisper, whisper, shh. Evelyn got up and turned on the radio. It drowned their voices so they had to shout. She got noisy with her love and Romeo, and from the radio, a voice rang out. Whisper, just talk with your eyes. Whisper, and don't advertise. I just love those speakeasy boys, and what's the use of making any noise? Just whisper, whisper. Oh, I'll understand. Maybe I've heard it before. But if it's something, Joe, that I ought to know, then whisper, whisper. You're a rock. 
and I've had mine too, dear, I must confess. I need you, I love you, so won't you please come back to me and brighten my day. your share of lonesomeness and I've had mine too dear I must confess I need you I love you so won't you please come back to me and write my day well those three Esther Walker records should brighten your day we started with a fun record Whisper Shh from Brunswick 3349, made October 13, 1926. Rube Bloom was on piano, and whispering along with Esther was a male vocal quartet consisting of bass Frank Croxton, baritone Jackson Kinsey, and tenors Frank Munn and Charles Harrison. Whisper, Shh, was written by Alfred Bryan and Jack Little. Next, accompanied by just violin, piano, and cello, Esther sang Mort Dixon's lyrics to Ray Henderson's tune, I'm in love with you, that's why. Brunswick 3110 was recorded February 15, 1926. In addition to playing piano, Rube Bloom was also a composer, and we finished up June 8, 1926, with his song, Brighten My Days, from Brunswick 3226, wax June 8, 1926. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. For this segment, we're going to celebrate a birthday, but not of a vintage composer or artist, or even of a person. The United States Navy originated as the Continental Navy on October 13, 1775, and consisted of two armed vessels charged with searching for ships supplying the British Army with weapons and ammunition during the American Revolutionary War. Two years after the war, the Continental Navy was dismantled, but when piracy threatened American merchant ships, Congress passed the Naval Act of 1794, creating the permanent standing United States Navy, which today has about 300,000 active duty personnel, including our family member Christine. Our niece Jessie also served in the Navy, as did friend of the show, Submariner Steve. So for all of them, here's a set of rapidly rotating records about the Navy, beginning with Phil Spitalny.
happy voyage home. Heave a ho, heave a ho. Everybody drink up while you may. Heave a ho, heave a ho. For we're gonna sail at break of day. Drink away, drink away. For we sail at break of day. Drink away, drink away. For we sail at break of day.
the sailor with the navy blue eyes. Dozens of socks and ties. Yo ho 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 ho. Whoa, the sailor with the navy blue eyes. When the boat comes home after crossing the foam, he's still at sea, thinking, wondering who he's gonna take. Rowing on the lake, who's the guy who's got a job? Waving the most goodbyes. Yo ho 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 ho. Oh, the sailor with the navy blue eyes. When the boat comes home after crossing the foam, you'll surely see. Blondes, brunettes, and others by the score Waiting on the shore for the guy who makes them sigh Whenever he says goodbye Yo-ho-ho-ho-ho ho. Oh, the sailor with the navy blue eyes Music by Gar. That would be Glenn Gar and his orchestra and The Sailor with the Navy Blue Eyes, written by Al Hoffman, Irving Taylor, and Vic Mizzy, who about 25 years later would write the main theme for the classic TV show The Addams Family. Not only write it, but sing it and play the harpsichord in it. Oh, and that's Vic Mizzy snapping his fingers, too. But I digress. The vocal refrain on that April 19, 1940, Decca 78, number 3168, was by the three stylists, saxophonists Maurice Frawley and George Aubrey and Betty Moran. As for navy blue, in an RGB color space, true navy blue is hex number 000080 and is composed of 0% red, 0% green, and 50.2% blue. In a CMYK color space, it is composed of 100% cyan, 100% magenta, 0% yellow, and 49.8% black. It has a hue angle of 240 degrees, a saturation of 100%, and a lightness of 25.1%. So there. Where do you pick up these fascinating bits of useless trivia? Before the sailor with the navy blue eyes, it was Sousa's band, under the direction of Walter B. Rogers, with Sousa's Glory of the Yankee Navy. That was recorded by Victor on December 30, 1909. 
We started our Navy birthday celebration with Phil Spitalny's music, performing the fight song of the United States Naval Academy, Anchors Away, on Hit of the Week number 1057, recorded in May of 1930 and released to newsstands on Thursday, July 24th. Anchors Away was composed in 1906 by Charles A. Zimmerman, with lyrics by Alfred Hart Miles. It was first played at the Army-Navy football game on December 1, 1906 at Franklin Field in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. When it was adopted as the official U.S. Navy song, the lyrics were revised by George Lottman to focus more on the military and less on football. The last segment started off with Anchors Away. Away, in this case, is spelled A-W-E-I-G-H, and applied to an anchor means raised just clear of the bottom. The term was first used in 1670, and while we're at it, I just learned that a cable, chain, or rope attached to an anchor is called a road, R-O-D-E. For this segment, here are a couple of rapidly rotating records about the other away, A-W-A-Y.
from you It seems another year Every day away from you Brings another tear Never do a thing all day long Haven't slept a wink since you've gone Thinking all about you without you I can't go on Every morning I just say What is there in store? Knowing that I'll start my day Like the day before Waiting at the doorstep For your step That's all I do Every day away from you Bernie Cummins and his New York Biltmore Orchestra with Bernie himself on the vocal refrain of Every Day Away From You, written by Jay Mills and Charlie Tobias. Victor 22088 was recorded August 14, 1929. Before Bernie Cummins, it was Earl Hines with the piano solo Stowaway. Most of the discographies list the recording date as December 8, 1928 in Long Island City, New York, but since Hines recorded two sides in Chicago on December 9th, the sessions in New York for QRS were most likely recorded at least a few days earlier. Stowaway was issued on QRS 7038. We started the set with Ambrose and his orchestra with the vocal duo of Ella Logan and Sam Brown, who were shooing the hoodoo away on July 4, 1930. Shoo the Hoodoo Away was written by Mort Harris and Ted Snyder. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. A couple of weeks ago, I played Hoptown Chinatown Hop by Billy Basquette, and today he gets his very own segment, because this very day, October 20th, 
Exactly 135 years ago, in 1884, William James Basquette was born in Henderson, Kentucky. His musical career began as a bass player when, at age 14, he literally ran away with the Gentry Brothers Circus, officially Gentry's Equine and Canine Paradox, which, in addition to 80 dogs and 40 ponies, also featured two steam calliopes. From there, Billy danced and played piano in vaudeville before working as a staff composer for music publishing firms in Chicago and New York. His 1917 draft registration card shows him as married and living in Chicago and working for music publisher Leo Feist in the Grand Opera House building. With American soldiers leaving to join the war in France in 1917, there were lots of goodbye songs being written by Tin Pan Alley tunesmiths, and Basquette wrote one of the biggest hits of the genre, Goodbye Broadway, Hello France, with lyrics by Benny Davis and C. Francis Reisner. It was introduced in the finale of The Passing Show of 1917, which opened at the Winter Garden Theater on April 26th and ran for 196 performances. Billy Basquette joined ASCAP in 1923 and appeared regularly on radio in the mid-1920s. In the summer 1932 edition of Radio Digest, Rudy Valley said of Billy Basquette, He is a man who has undeniable talent to crash through for a really big hit, and described him as a real dyed-in-the-wool songwriter. Survived by his wife Julia, Billy Basquette died at his home in Culver City, California on November 8, 1949, following a long illness, and is buried at Inglewood Park Cemetery. Tunes from the Basket catalog include Everybody Wants a Key to My Cellar, No One Else Can Love Me Like My Old Tomato Can, The Only Kind of Ring to Give a Girl is Upon the Telephone, and these.
what the band is playing That strain seems to be just saying Come and waltz with me Keep me company Look in my eyes and you'll see I could waltz on forever With you, sweetheart If the music played on forever Why, we'd never part Keep your arms around me Gee, I'm awful glad that you found me Cause I could waltz on forever With you, sweetheart
Connecticut Yankees with Rudy singing the Bartley Costello lyrics to Billy Baskett's tune, That's When I Learned to Love You. Victor recorded that in Liederkranz Hall on July 15, 1929. It was followed by the whispering pianist Art Gillum with I Could Waltz On Forever With You, Sweetheart, the title of which has kind of a waltzy lilt to it. The lyrics here were written by Rube Bennett. Columbia 1081 was recorded May 4, 1927. We started a tribute to Billy Basquette with the Tuxedo Orchestra and Dream Pal from Vocalion 15138, recorded October 8, 1925. Doing our part to keep alive the music of the 1920s and 1930s, this is Rapidly Rotating Records, Sunday evenings at 6 on KISLFM 88.7 Avalon and available anytime online at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com. In addition to the songs referenced in the last segment, Billy Basquette wrote Let Me Spend the Journey's End with You. It was recorded by Milton Watson, but the record I have is not broadcast quality. The song is sometimes listed or shown on record labels as just The Journey's End, and I very nearly made a major blunder by playing the following very similarly titled song and crediting it to Billy Basquette. Here's George Olson to start us off on a trio of musical journeys. Thank you. 
A few weeks ago, I played Chinatown, My Chinatown by the Cheslov Janoshevsky Jazz Quartet from the Anthology of Early Soviet Jazz, and the record we just heard is also from that collection. That was Viktor Knushevitsky and his orchestra with A Long Journey, composed by Mikhail Petrenko. The Russian lyrics, written by Alexander Volkov, were sung on that 1939 recording by Vera Krasavitskaya. Viktor Nikolaevich Knushevitsky studied violin at the Saratov Conservatory, but also played trombone, saxophone, and clarinet. He continued his musical education in the theoretical and composing department of the Moscow Conservatory. Before that was something completely different, Thomas Morris's past jazz masters with the Thomas Morris original, Lonesome Journey Blues. OK4867 was recorded in late March 1923. We started off with a record that perhaps should have been at the end of the set, Journey's End, written by P.G. Woodhouse and Jerome Kern, and not to be confused with Billy Basquette's The Journey's End. Journey's End is in the two-act musical comedy The City Chap, which opened at the Liberty Theater on October 26, 1925, and ran for just 72 performances. The George Olson recording was made during the run of the show on December 1st. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. ¶¶ 